Welcome to the latest podcast. This one is based on a column which first appeared on Broadsheet on March the 15th. This was the day after the Sunday Times Ireland had broken a story about the preliminary guard investigation into the leaking of a confidential contract by Leo Varadkar while Taoiseach, how it had been upgraded to a criminal investigation by Garda headquarters. In this column, I set out why Varadkar's grip on the Finnegan Legion was already starting to loosen before the story broke and why his political future may be every bit as uncertain as Michal Martin's. Over the past few months, I've written a lot, an awful lot, about Fianna Fáil's existential crisis. These articles have mainly focused on the shortcomings of the leader and Taoiseach, Michal Martin. This is to be expected. Even though I now find myself on the outside looking in, it is still the part I understand best and care about most, having been a member of it for over 40 years. But my instinctive focus on my former party should not detract from the problems facing Fine Gael, or more specifically from those facing its leader, Antonis and Leo Varadkar. Before yesterday Times front page story about Antonis being the subject of a criminal investigation, Leo Varadkar's position looked unassailable, but looks to me deceiving. The news that the Gardaí think that there is something to see and Leo's nothing to see here sharing of a confidential document has set many folks to wonder if he can continue as leader. But the trouble didn't start this weekend. Yesterday's revelation has only added to the numbers who are already muttering ominously about Varadkar's future. Questioning the durability of Varadkar's leadership might have seemed counterintuitive up to Saturday afternoon. After all, look at all the things that Leo Varadkar had going right for him. Though he wasn't happy at not being Taoiseach, he still holds the position of Taunister, a position he has redesigned in such a way as to make him co-Taoiseach in all but name. He has all the trappings of the top job and a great deal of the hard power that goes with it too. Standing aside his Taoiseach was the temporary price Leo Varadkar was willing to pay to get Michal Martin to put an already enfeebled Fianna Fáil into a more powerless position. The big payoff for this temporary arrangement is that Leo Varadkar can now portray the next election as a stark binary choice between Fine Gael and Sinn Féin, with Fianna Fáil self-relegation to the sidelines. Besides, Varadkar knows he'll be Taoiseach again from December 22, and that the history books will show Martin's tenure as just a brief blip between Leo's two terms as Taoiseach. Add to this the fact that Fine Gael has been jockeying with Sinn Féin for top place in the opinion polls for the last nine months, and that Leo Varadkar's performance ratings have been higher than ever. Indeed, it was this time that last year, when Fine Gael started to come back strongly in the polls. Leo's first address on the pandemic, delivered on the steps of Blair House during his St. Patrick's Day visit to the White House, triggered a major reversal in his, his fortunes and those of Fine Gael. Having secured only 21% at the February election, Varadkar saw his party stagnate and even slip back somewhat a little bit further in the polls. The March 10th BNA poll conducted for the Sunday Times had Fine Gael still on 21%, but the two Red Sea business posts, polls taken in March and April after the Blair House speech and the others following up speeches had seen Fine Gael soar back up to 35%. And Leo's good fortune didn't just stop there. Polls taken in June, July and October had Fine Gael as high as 37 and 38%. But all good things must come to an end. And so did his run of good polls. Though recent polls are not looking quite as rosy now, they still have Fine Gael in the mid to high 20s, well above the election 2020 figure. But opinion polls are still only opinion polls. Fine Gael TDs know that they've been here before. The polls a few, month, a few months out from the February 2020 election looked good too, showing Fine Gael in the high 20s and some of them even hitting 30%. 
it was the general election campaign that exposed Faradkar that he said showed up his weaknesses and vulnerabilities. Indeed, readers may recall my stick and fork and Fine Gael at Stone column, published eleven days before the election, when I said when I said that the Fine Gael's election that the Fine Gael leader's election was over. This wasn't a damascene conversion on my part. Long before the 2020 election, I had said that Leo Varadkar was out of touch with the real concerns of many voters and that Fine Gael poll numbers were soft. Even before yesterday's newspaper headlines started to circulate, many Fine Gael TDs were already coming to the same conclusion this time around. In all probability, they came to that conclusion at the end of the election. But just as the pandemic has compelled Fianna Fáil TDs not to metaphorically kick their leader with a child in his arms, the fact that the calls for him to go are not yet public does not need does not mean that people are not thinking about it. Where Fianna Fáil parliamentary parties might leak like sieves, Fine Gaels have been seemed more disciplined and tight-lipped. Thus, the sudden appearance of a very pointed comments from former ministers, not to mention the daily online musings of the Samuel Peeps of Greystones, Minister Simon Harris, take on a significance that runs well beyond the content. And while they may not spread presage, even the short run, they do point to many in Fine Gael imagining a political world without Leo. This development may well be linked to the increased speculation that there will be Fianna Fáil heave sooner rather than later. Though Fine Gael TDs are confident that Faradka would easily brush aside Martin as an election and focus solely on Mary Lou MacDonald, what happens if Fianna Fáil no longer, what happens if the Fianna Fáil party, no longer led by Martin, reconnects with its core beliefs and chooses not to walk meekly to its own demise just to satisfy Fine Gael? After all, Fine Gael TDs know a busted leader when they see one. Don't forget, this is the party of Dukes, Bruton, Noonan and Kenny. They know Martin's last race as leader is run a point I've been making here for well over a year. While some in Fianna Fáil may still not accept this basic fact, Fine Gael see that Fianna Fáil TDs and Senators will not be so quiescent as to face into another election, even a snap one with the same leader, poster, slogan and messaging as before. A change in Fianna Fáil leadership, a particular change that comes with a radical rethink of the party's core message and identity, would raise serious doubts about Fine Gael's prospects and in particular about Leo Varadkar's prospects. Even if the guard investigation, as disclosed by John Mooney in the Sunday Times, does not result in a prosecution, never mind a conviction, the Leo the Leak tag hashtag has already done damage. The whole sorry mess stank to high heaven, as I said here at the time, and raised many questions about Leo's prudence and his acumen. As does the game playing and contrary statements and effort and the lockdown strategies. These may be calculated to politically undermine the Taoiseach and his diminishing minister, health minister, but they are also harming the whole of government, including Fine Gael. As if all of this were not enough, Fine Gael may be about to suffer another setback as its shannon by-election candidate on the agriculture panel faces losing out to the independent unionist Ian Marshall. Marshall, a former senator, has support from a wide cross-section of opposition parties, most importantly Sinn Féin, and very many independents. Okay, to be fair, Shannon by-elections do not ship leaders or destabilise governments. But they can have a political impact, particularly when they go wrong. On paper, Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael should have the two upcoming Shannon by-elections sewn up. Combined, even without the Green Party, they have 50% of the votes available. They also have an electoral pact that shares the two vacancies between them. The two vacancies, by the way, stem from the departure of a Fine Gael and a Sinn Féin senator. Thus, Fine Gael is running the well-regarded and capable former Senator Maria Byrne from Limerick. 
but she also carries the burden of being seen as the leader's personal choice. This leaves Radka with the skin in the game, and losing the seat will be more than just a loss of Finnegale's seat. It'll be a loss of face by Leo. To add salt to Leo's wounds, Fianna Fáil's candidate on the other industry and commerce panel, Jerry Hawken, is seen as a safer bet. He has two advantages over his Fine Gael colleague. First, he faces a less unified opposition, and second, he was the Fianna Fáil parliamentary party leaders, party members' choice, not the leaders, defeating others who are actually thought to be favoured by Martin. But it never had to be like this. In a column I wrote here last November, I urged both the Taoiseach and the Taunishta to facilitate the election of two senators, one unionist and one nationalist from the north. This would have fixed the June 2020 mistake when two Northern Irish senators were not included in the Taoiseach's 11 nominees. I know many across the political divide contacted the two party leaders before my column appeared, asking them to seriously consider this idea. Sadly, neither man acted upon it. While at least one of them will rue the day they didn't, it is very, very possible that both men will, that both men will soon have plenty of time free to reflect on this and their other many mistakes.